Hello, sustainability partners. This is Lydia Vanderbroek here to share with you best practices around sustainability in hospitality and tourism. And by sustainability, I mean more than mere ecological sustainability, which has thankfully moved into the center of our collective attention over the last few years. If you want to run a truly sustainable operation, you need to also assure economic sustainability, primarily through excellent guest service and human as well as social sustainability by training and empowering your staff and including the communities that you interact with. How? Well, this is where I come in and I talk to real people in real businesses to hear about real solutions to real challenges and I'm happy to share these learnings with you. So if you want to become more sustainable, I invite you to listen in to our conversations and pick out some of these gold nuggets that you can hopefully use in your own operations. And as a side note, every one of my guests has offered to make themselves available for a more in-depth conversation. So by all means, do reach out, connect, and together we can make hospitality and tourism more sustainable. Hello, sustainability partners near and far, and welcome to another and to another wonderful episode that I'm so happy to share with you today. I got to talk to Giz Schubert. Giz is the managing director of the Gondwana Collection of Namibia, the largest private sector tourism company in Namibia. Among other offerings, they run over 20 properties all over Namibia, from the luxurious lodges to comfortable cabins to rustic camping offers. I love everything that I've heard about Gondwana. I love it because to me it is proof of concept. Proof that if you start with the right mindset and the right values and then when the going gets tough, you stick with them, things will work out and work out beautifully. So please make yourself a cup of coffee or put your running shoes on if you're listening to this as you go for a jog and enjoy this conversation and be inspired about what Giz is sharing with us here. What I would like to share here as well with you is uh, today's installment of my not sponsored by section where I present sustainable items that I've come across. Today that is or these are hotel amenities by I Love Eco Essentials. That's the whole name. I love Eco Essential. I've come across them at Gould's Maiden Hotels, whom I've had on this show some time ago. So, of course, at the first opportunity I had, I went and stayed in one of the properties and soaked up everything eco that they have to offer. And their amenities are fantastic. I love Eco Essentials offer a wide range of products from nice smelling body wash, shampoo and lotion, all the way to cotton pads and toothbrushes, amenities that most hotels unfortunately have stopped offering. So that alone was a lovely surprise. So anyway, check them out if you will. They are sustainable, organic and natural. They smell good and feel good and look good too. So here we go. On we go. Please welcome with me the managing mastermind and chief optimist of Gondwana Collection, Mr. Gisjubert, with a little bird song, which will open our conversation. Enjoy. The recording is on, and there is a lovely bird singing in your in your office. Is that is that so? Is that right in your office? <laughs> you know, it, it's actually um, it actually speaks to I think to to our culture. Um, so it is it is my 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 colleague, and and she she brought her little parrot um, to work, 
Um, and we kind of encourage that. It's a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a tea party here at Gondwana, especially on Friday. So in in Namibia, when you bring your pet to work, it it could very well be a parrot, right? Parrots <laughs> look with a with a with a stretch of the imagination. It could be a you know it could be a cheetah, but we don't encourage that. <laughs> All right. So hello, guys. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of a very busy schedule. I know you're on your way uh, out, basically, and I really appreciate you taking the time to tell me a little bit uh, and share with me and our listener, of course, a little bit about Gonzwana. Am I Gonzwana? If I'm pronouncing it correctly, but uh, please feel free to correct me on that. Um, and everything that you're doing, all the marvelous things you're doing, I've uh, learned a little bit about it already, and I really cannot wait to hear more. So, hello to you. Good morning to you. We're in the same time zone, ready with the coffee here, the third coffee of the day. Please, guys, take us into your environment. So we know your staff brings parents to work. What else? Paint us a picture of, of, of Gondwana Collection, please. Maybe I think first and foremost, thank you so much for 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 having us. Um, you know, on 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 your beautiful platform. Um, it's it's also an honor and a privilege for us. So Gondwana, so Gondwana Collection Namibia. That is our our formal name. It's a, it's a collection of um, uh, of of lodges, primary lodges um, across Namibia from the far south to the north. Um, but we've also integrated into the value chain, so we offer, you know, we, we offer um, more more than that in terms of tour operating. We we have quite a large um, car rental business called Namibia to Go. You know, like you said, we we our our colleagues bring their pets to to work. We are a company in terms of we we're the largest private sector tourism company in Namibia, and I think the, the essence of of Gondwana goes around that that word Namibia. Um, we are very, very proudly Namibian-born, Namibian-based. We are a bunch of idealists um, who believe we can make the world a better place. Um, and, and we try very hard, and sometimes we get it right, and sometimes we fail. And we, we love what we do with an absolute passion. We think we have such an amazing country um, to share with the world, and, and especially in the holistic sense. Yes, in terms of landscapes and, and in terms of nature, and um, we do a lot for conservation, you know, and it's not only Gondwana, I think it's the whole industry. Uh, but also culturally speaking, we have an amazing um, nationhood in Namibia, a very diverse culture. Um, and um, we'd like to think we, we showcase, showcase the best of that, you know, again, from the far south to, to the north. Um, we, we live, we were born from a basis of, of sustainability, you know, 27, 28 years ago, before that was actually a, a buzzword, yes. like it is today, and, and we've got the track record to show that. Um, and we, we still passionately believe in that. So, um, yeah, and um, like the two of us quickly discussed before we started the recording, um, you know, it's going well. COVID made us, probably all of us, made our, our gratitude baseline move to a much better place. So as I said here, yeah, I have a heart full of, full of um, gratitude and love, and um, it, is, it is going well with us. That's good to hear. Let's uh, dive into the little pockets of information you provided us here. So you say sustainability has been part of your evolution since 20-some years ago, when definitely nobody was talking about sustainability at all. How did that come about? 
I think um, when you when you grow up in Namibia, and I'm generally in Namibia, Namibians, we love nature. You know, we are the second least populated um, country in the world. So it is inevitable that you are in touch with wide open spaces and, and, and with nature. So we love what we, what we have in this country, and that's also why we love to share that. And the founders um, of, of Gondwana, and I'm, I'm very lucky to, to have one of them as, as a colleague, Manny Goldbeck, is our brand and marketing um, director and, he, and, and you know, the founding CEO. And when they started in the far south, in the, in the Fish River Canyon, which is the, the second largest canyon in the world, only second um, you know, to, to the, to the um, Grand Canyon in, in, in America. Oh, okay. It was this concept where um, what we have this black the, this black African pot the three legged pot um, and and it stands on three legs and if you take one of those legs away that pot will fall over <clears throat> and those three legs um, you know it's financial sustainability which is super important um, we are idealists but we're also realists um, if you're not profitable you're not sustainable the second leg is is social um, mm-hmm. we 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 live in a, a nation where we still have you know, a lot of development to do. We have um, um, poverty, unacceptable levels of poverty, uh, especially in rural Namibia, where, where we can make a big difference, in, you know, with tourism. And then the third leg is the environment. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we need them. We need them all. And it's, you know, sustainability has become, it's become a buzzword. And it's very relevant in the world that we live in. And we say, you know, thank goodness. And, and, and also it's, it's about time. But sustainability for us is is very real, um, and and let me let me sketch you a scenario which is a real scenario. What I'm saying now is not, you know, it's um, it's it, it, it's a reality. Yeah. So if I stand um, at one of our lodges up north on the on the Kwandu River, called, um, and the lodge is called um, the Namashasha River Lodge, it's a it's a beautiful place. It looks, you know, the the Kwandu River is right in front of it, and across from the Kwandu River. It is um, it is a Bobata National Park. So if I stand on that on that deck and I look to my to my far left, there's a different country in in Botswana. If I look across the river, there are elephants, there are buffalo, there are lions and, and leopards, and you know it's it's a it's a national park. When I look in the river, there are hippos and there are there are crocodiles. Um, when I look to my right, um, there's a local village mm-hmm. uh, and and villages behind that as well. And where I'm standing, it's, it's communal land. It's not land that we as Gondwana own, yet we build a lodge there. We own the lodge, um, and, we, um, and, and, and we are a for-profit um, organization. Mm-hmm. So for us, sustainability, because in between all these stakeholders that I've just mentioned now, mm-hmm. there's not a single fence. Not between us and the neighboring country, not between the elephant and the, and the local village. Um, we all, all of us, all of the above, we need to live together mm-hmm. in a sustainable manner where we all benefit from, from the resources. Um, and that is our reality. That is sustainability for us in terms of the villages need to, to benefit from the wildlife that they live with, you know, um, which is much easier said than done. They, 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 get, they are employed with, um, you know, with Kondwana and they get the training and development from us. The community gets profit share from the business, um, and and all of us, you know, we look after the wildlife and we respect um, the neighbors, the, the neighboring countries' rights, and 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 they do ours. Mm-hmm. So it is it is not always easy, 
because um, you know if if you are poor and you live in a village and an elephant comes um, you know and, and raids your your harvest, mm-hmm. um, it's difficult. It's mm-hmm. difficult, but yet those people um, live with the wildlife and they look after the wildlife mm-hmm. because um, you know they benefit from it in terms of a of a national program called the Community Based Resource Management Program from the government of Namibia, which is a huge success, where the benefits of these resources are owned by the local community and not by the central government. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yes, so we all work together um, and we've tried to find the, the golden thread between these, you know, and that's an example of the three-legged pot between mm-hmm. those, those, those three legs um, and to ensure that we can, we can be there in a sustainable manner, you know, for the next thousand years. Yeah, it seems like sustainability is is, is really a no-brainer, right? And if you look at it, there is really no alternative to that. Absolutely. And it seems like some people who are closer to your resources than many people that live up north in some cities just have a better intuition or intuitive feeling or intrinsic relation to that fact, right? And then it's it's still like you say it's not easy to to stay on it, but it comes more naturally, probably, right? I completely agree with you, mm. um, and I, and I think it is because we live so close to nature. You know, we mm. live we live so close to the to kind of the primary element, elements of life. Mm. You know, that village, like I said, they they produce their own food. It doesn't come well packaged in a right in, in a supermarket around the corner. <laughs> That's not. That's not the way we operate. We operate in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. and, and for that, we need to understand the, the symbiotic relationship. Mm. Uh, but also, we, we should never be naive. In Namibia, we need to protect those communities that benefit in a sustainable manner from that wildlife. <clears throat> and sometimes, especially from an outside perspective, you know, if you, if you look at something like um, sustainable hunting, it becomes very quickly, very... Um, you know, very, very controversial or emotional, um, and 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 we need we need for those communities who make massive um, um, sacrifices to benefit in a sustainable manner from 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 the resources, mm-hmm. not only the wildlife, from mm-hmm. the resource in general. Mm-hmm. While we also, you know, in the process protecting. So it all starts with the mindset, right? And understanding how to connect the dots and that everything is interconnected. You cannot pull here and not expect this to move on the other on the other end, right? Let's look at the three legs because I like the three-legged pot because, you know, of course, I also talk about the three, three different dimensions of sustainability, right? And that is, of course, a profit through, I call it through service because if you can't provide you know, good service, then you're not going to be profitable at the end of the day. And then, of course, ecological and then human and social. While most people still connect ecological sustainability because it's been in the foreground, what are some of the highlights that you have implemented? You know, of course, we want to have this conversation so that um, colleagues who live in places where sustainability is not, you know, as maybe as 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 prevalent as it might be in Namibia or in other places, and they want to start on the journey of sustainability, might get some input and inspiration and insights on how to get started. So what are some of the highlights that that you have implemented where you say this is really something that has uh, had a significant impact on our ecological sustainability? 
Well, if we start with ecological sustainability, you know, we we were the first company in in tourism in Namibia that had a, a water recycling plant. Um, mm-hmm. we, we are, um, generally speaking, a, a desert country. Uh, water is an extremely well valuable resource. <clears throat> so, um, to ensure that we use water sustainably. Because um, in, in most of the lodges, you are dependent on, on groundwater mm-hmm. um, and then to ensure that you use that water sustainably. So both in terms of a water recycling plant, um, where you reuse your water, you know, to go into the, to go into the gardens, mm-hmm. uh, and then also to monitor that. Um, that is super important, where we monitor the usage um, of our water per guest, you know, per month <clears throat> to ensure that we, that, we, that we keep tabs on that. The same for the same for power. Um, mm-hmm. We we have um, solar power rolled out at all our lodges. Um, okay. You know, in in a, in a massive project that we did a few years ago before COVID. Um, and again, it, we've got a dashboard that's that's live every day. It's actually available on our website <clears throat> where you can see the power that we generate um, through through our solar. We are not off grid. Um, for I think it's now all our lodges we are on grid. So um, you know, but but we, as far as possible, we 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 generate our our own solar power, and again to monitor that. You know, it's also about the, the consumption. Um, you know, to to be very conscious about what you use, you what you use in 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 you know, because like I said, we are in rural Namibia, we just don't have the the privileges, and it's getting it's getting easier. But I mean, we we are twenty six years ago, uh, twenty six years old. You know, in, in in many of the areas where we entered. Way back then, you know, we had to build our own power lines um, to connect to the grid, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's become more reliable and all those things. But we 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 were forced, and we and, and today still in terms of our values, we really very sensitive in terms of 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 power usage. Um, mm-hmm. Then another thing that is super important is is waste management. Mm-hmm. What can you produce yourself on on site? Um, What's um, what's you know in terms of your waste? What can you your organic waste? We we've got piggeries at most of our lodges, um, and then the recyclers, the recyclers, mm-hmm. um, and and in our country, the biggest challenge for recycling is logistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, hundreds of kilometers, sometimes more than a thousand, away from 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 you know uh, our capital being Vintuk. Um, and all of those need to ultimately come back here. Um, so it's, um, but but we very again we we monitor that, we measure it, and we're constantly working on projects to see how we can you know how we can eliminate um, single use um, anything mm-hmm. uh, in terms of you know something like glass water bottles, refilling our own water, filling um, filtering our own water, okay. and also if you look at the, um, you know. Up north, we live on the rivers, which are also very, very sensitive ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be very conscious in terms of your wastewater and to ensure, because none of that can go, you know, can go back into the river. Um, so to be very, very sensitive about all these things. And, and it's not, you know, it's always been part of our basis. It's not something that we have to add on in terms of our business models. Mm-hmm. It's always fundamental um, to, to our business model. And that's just ecological speaking, you know. Socially speaking, um, if if I can go over to that, Lydia, I think there's a couple of things. Um, like I said, we um, or I, I haven't mentioned it, but we are the biggest um, investor in, in in communal lands in Namibia. That means that you invest um, in land which you don't own. You don't get mm-hmm. title on that land. Um, the land is owned by by the community. 
Uh, and then we have a joint venture with the community in terms of we, you know, we jointly own it and they get a profit share from it. They get employment from that. It, from, from that um, they get training and development, both those who work with us. And, and sometimes we take it further. We invite the communities when we do training and development. Mm-hmm. And then also we have a, a Gondwana Care Trust, um, which is, um, you know, in traditional sense, it's our CSI vehicle. Um, but we don't see it like that. It is, it, it's, again, closer to home for us. It's fundamental to what we do. We, we support um, especially education in those areas. Um, and again, in the communities, um, almost the, the three-legged parts, you know, in terms of tree planting, um, social, we work with, um, with fish guards where they protect the, the fish resources, you know, up in the Zambezi. We have hundreds of projects, and I'll keep you busy the whole day when I get going. And also, which we feel in terms of the social, which is very, very important, is to really share the cultures. Um, we have got a beautiful, rich history in Namibia and rich cultures. Um, so for, for people to really engage with um, our cultures um, authentically, we don't believe in, you know, sometimes something that becomes a bit of a cliche in terms of, yes, we've got living museums and things like that, and that is beautiful. But also our people are constantly, you know, evolving and cultures are evolving. And, and that to us is very important. We, we should never, um, you know, we are sensitive in terms of painting a picture um, of a culture that might be, um, you know, um, a bit stuck in the past. So to mm-hmm. us, the, the engagement, it's the humanity, it's the one-on-one. And that is why our, our internal culture is so important for us. We, you know, we, we focus a lot on people's um, confidence, you know, the soft skills, because ultimately that is the best engagement with, with the Namibian culture is where you sit, um, you know, with, with a guest from overseas on an equal basis. We always say no one is more important than the other one. And you just engage mm-hmm. um, on, a, on, a, on a level um, and, and, you know, you share stories in terms of where you are from the world. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's beautiful. And we're very proud of that. It sounds like you, you really could talk all day about the project that you're, you're undertaking. You're also a, a big employer, right? Yes, we are. <clears throat> we have currently about 1,300 um, employees spread across Namibia. Um, again, something we are super proud about because um, the majority of that is in rural, the majority of that is youth employment, and the majority of that is women. Um, mm. And that, that ticks all the boxes in terms of the need in, in, our, in our nation. Um, so um, very proud of that. Also, especially the investment that we make in our, in our people, that to us is, is massive mm. because our culture is so important to us. Of course, we can't be responsible. You know, we don't we don't we don't just willingly employ people. Um, it is, it is, it's going to make financial sense, but we do have an absolute growth mindset, the development mindset, um, because we know the need um, out there is so big, and if we can play our little part, that makes us super super proud. I mean, if you're such a force, there you also have a lot of opportunities and responsibilities. Hundred percent. And it's you know, if if I may add, and if it, it if it sounds as if I'm feeling sorry for myself, maybe I am. Um, but um, you know, it's it's it, it always sounds so romantic, um, especially the you know what we called the the the, the three legged pot, which the world subsequently started calling the the triple bottom line. <laughs> but it's not easy 
because those three elements don't always live together or want to live together, you know, and to find that balance between, you know, are you doing too much for the social and not enough for, for, for profit in terms of our shareholders? Our shareholders can take their capital and they can take it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or are you doing too much for the environment or maybe not enough for the environment? So to constantly daily to find that balance is, uh, you know, I believe it's, it's easier said than done. What's your measuring stick? How do you balance it out? You don't just go with your gut feeling, right? Well, I think it's a, it's a bit of a combination. <clears throat> you know, there's, uh, there's some science behind it and there's some, some art behind it because it's literally on a, on a daily basis. But I think it's what makes it quite easy is, um, is, our, is our, our, what we call our 16 guidelines or our 16 values. We're not a company where you will find that on a list. Um, but we do attempt to... To, because culture and values is, is a bit intangible, but we, we do, especially for our induction program, you know, we, we, we do capture that um, and to share that with, with our employees, both current and new and obviously for, for future generations. Um, as long as it's values driven, you know, and, and because it's, it's collective, it's not me, it's, it's all of us. It's, it's, the, it's every single person in Gondwana, it's the board of, the, of directors, um, but you also have to be conscious about, you know, to really think we live in a world where uh, maybe the drive is always towards, uh, it's easier towards um, financial and profit. So you have to be conscious about it. You have to be conscious in terms of what are we doing in terms of social and, and environment. Um, so it's a combination. Like I said um, earlier, you know, we, we, we measure a lot. Um, we do a lot of those things. And then um, projects that come across your table um, and to, to make sure that we, we always apply our mind to say where does this fit into the to the Gondwana ethos and, and, and value system. Yeah, so it's 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 not it's sometimes science and sometimes a little bit of art. And it helps if you have the the environment in your organization, right? If there is a, a, a an awareness and a drive to work sustainably, that's the huge advantage, right? Then if it's you just have uh, uh, stakeholders who are very profit financially profit-oriented in the short term, it's going to be a little more difficult, right? It is absolutely fundamental, Olivia. Um, it is not, you cannot, I believe, you cannot do business and then you do environment and social. You do that by the way you do business. Um, and, and so I think you, you, that is fundamental. Um, otherwise, I, I, maybe I would have failed. Um, you know, maybe it would have been too difficult you know, mm-hmm. to say, Okay, now we've made this profit. Um, you know, let's take a tiny portion and, and you know and, and and give to 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 some some worthy projects. Mm-hmm. We do that maybe to some extent, but it's fundamental that we do that by the way we do best, mm-hmm. which is a different mindset. And I completely agree with you. Um, that makes it so much easier. But it's fundamental. It's like with the investment in people, right? Uh, you know, the old saying: "What if I invest in the people and then they leave?" Right. Uh, and and then of course the return is well. What if you if if you don't invest and they stay right? So um, I I hear it a lot about training, but you could you could you could make the same point for sustainable working, right? So it costs money, right? But what does it cost if I don't work sustainably, right? There is a there is a cost and the risk involved, and that is oftentimes I don't know maybe maybe you you correct me that, but it's oftentimes oh. not taken into 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 consideration. And not being calculated with. And unfortunately, we were tested on that. 
in the past three years okay. because it's so, it's so easy. You know, we 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 hear it every day. Our people, our biggest asset, and 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 all those things. And then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and at the time we said. Um, in, in, in global terms, um, what generally happens, and I'm generalizing now, is that um, that asset, which is something on your balance sheet, a crisis hits, and that asset overnight flies over to your income statement as your mm-hmm. biggest expense. Mm-hmm. Cut, cut, cut. Um, we don't live in a, in, 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 a, in, a, in a world, our world, where we, we have a government that can afford to just subsidize businesses, and, and it's not their fault. Um, it's just a reality. So any any losses that were made was was on our balance. You know, it was for us. It was for us and our shareholders. Um, and never mind, you know, the conversation about training or not training. The conversation that then was, um, do we retrench or not retrench? Mm-hmm. We didn't retrench a single person. Um, we did take pay cuts, of which the executive took the biggest pay cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we said, this is the test. Mm-hmm. Are they truly our biggest assets? Which which they are, um, and and to be honest, we got um, we got some 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 real um, criticism for that. Really, uh, yeah, you know, and I and I respect that. When mm-hmm. people say no, you know, you're making hundreds of millions of loss um, because you've you've decided to keep your people. Mm-hmm. You keep people in fact, we didn't we didn't only keep our people on. In terms of our community lodges, we have in our joint venture agreements we have a, 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 a guaranteed minimum. Okay. So, um, and you and you think you know it's good to have those guaranteed minimums, but but it will never happen. And then you have an empty lodge, um, and then we continue to pay those minimum guaranteed minimum because the communities needed that to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a real real test, and and obviously at the time we didn't know if we made the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we stuck to it because of um, because of the value of our people. We we our company is not it's not brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Our essence is the way we are. It's a, it's a disposition, um, and that is also when when I talk about training, the the vast majority of our training is soft skills, not technical skills. Mm-hmm. It's, it is the way you are. It's, it's your confidence. Um, mm-hmm. it, is, it is about making human beings better human beings. Um, but um, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to say that, um, you know, and, and we kind of saw that happening, that when the pendulum swung, it swung quite quickly. You know, yeah, it took two years. But when the, when the world opened up and tourism came back, <clears throat> we were brilliantly positioned with well-trained, grateful, unbelievably committed um, employees. We had our capacity in place, um, and it was just a, a roaring success. So with the benefit of hindsight, I've got a big mouth now. Mm-hmm. Um, at times we were doubting ourselves, um, the big time so. But it's it's um, so if we 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 face that test because my talk is cheap, but we we had to to show it and um, and we're grateful. We're really grateful because today we have a an army of like we call our colleagues, all of us Gondwanians, um, that is passionate and committed and 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 it shows. It shows in. It shows in the service and it shows in the numbers. I bet it does. Uh, it just gives me goosebumps because obviously as an HR, people development, culture person, you know, this is what we advocate for. And, you know, always, always bringing forth that this will pay off. And I'm so happy to hear that it has paid off 
in your in your own experience. I remember years ago, some other crisis, I, I think 2008, I don't remember which crisis it was. And uh, I talked to the HR person in a very rural environment, in Austria, but very rural environment. Um, about, you know, they were, you know, everybody was laying off people and so forth and so on. And this person, he said, he said, look, we're living in, this is a, a rural environment here. You know, we have a farmer's mentality here, he said to me, although it was a large organization. He said, look, farmers in the winter, when you can't use your tractor, you don't just, you know, throw it off a cliff because you don't need it in the winter. You put it in the garage, you put it in the shed. You tend to it, right? Because you know winter's going to come by. It's going to go away one day, and there's going to be spring, and then you're going to need a tractor. This is so long ago, and it really stuck in my mind because of the, you know, the picture is just so, it just makes complete sense, right? You might not buy a Ferrari in the winter, but you definitely don't drive your tractor into the wall just because you don't need it, right? Absolutely. It is yeah. It is so important. And, and again, you know, we, our neck of the woods, unfortunately, it is. It is also different, you know. People, people literally, uh, in 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 some instances, um, you know, they're dependent on 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 one salary, you know, in in a family for survival. Mm-hmm. Um, so your your responsibility is maybe a bit a bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bigger. Um, yeah. So it is. It is literally about about some, you know keeping people fed. It's as simple as that. And and that we 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 will never take lightly. Yeah, and I would bet that their loyalty shows comes across in the level of service they, they will provide to the guests, right? I mean, true, authentic uh, service is, is based in, in, in safety and security. Um, and, and that is what we provide. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and now, like I said, we just see, we just see it blossom. We see people blossom. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's something to be hoped. Um, we, we're really lucky and grateful. Mm-hmm. And it builds trust because... It's an opportunity to show that our values are not just things that are on a poster right in the hallway, but it's actually something that we live by. And, you know, you can rightfully say, well, this is our value. We did that. So if we're going to say that, you can trust us that we're going to do that as well, right? So 100%. And, and that goes definitely internally, but even externally, you know, mm-hmm. to external sh- um, stakeholders. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, for a long time, people were, were maybe holding their breath and to say, Ooh, these guys are they are brave or are they stupid? Um and 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 that trust um yeah mm-hmm. you spot on and uh, yeah. like I said it's not only in, internal it's also your 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 suppliers your your mm-hmm. your customers mm-hmm. and all this mm-hmm. they say this mm-hmm. is a this is a culture that can be can be trusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well I could talk about that all day. I won't. Um I wanted to to uh, tug in once more on the on the ecological part because I'm really curious. Um, you said it's hundreds or even a thousand kilometers to go to a place where you could recycle plastic. Do, do you ha- have you found a way of avoiding it altogether? Do you work together with your purveyors? Can, so can you work? A, so there's a there's a multi pronged approach. Um, so on that, mm-hmm. so. Um, for instance, um, we are rolling out um, at lodges where we have. Uh, our own um, dispenser, water dispensers, you know, mm-hmm. our own filter system where you can obviously re- reuse, um, and I'm talking about water now. Mm-hmm. It's always the first thing that comes to mind um, where you can, you know, where you can offer clean, safe water um, 
but by by reusing by reusing the the glass bottle. Um, some some waste, um, like I said, the organic waste is is also is also easier in terms of um, our own piggeries or our own our own gardens. Um, and then some other waste is, is is more difficult. But what we've done again in terms of of stakeholders coming together, and and we and we really really grateful for them. So our suppliers, um, they they drive around with trucks and they service mm-hmm. all the far flung lodges. Um, and what we do is we um, when they when they come back because we can't expect of them to carry waste, you know, with with their food. Mm-hmm. But when they come back, they need to come back to to Vintuk and with their empty trucks. Then we work together with them for them to bring our um, mm-hmm. you know our waste back. Mm-hmm. And that's also something that came out of out of COVID because before COVID we had our own logistics, mm-hmm. um, and then in COVID we just all had to had to had to work together, you know, to to save money. Right. Um, so either we we bring it back with our own logistics, but largely to this at this stage we do it with our suppliers, and which is amazing. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it it speaks again to to values. They don't have to do that. Um, but they 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 take our hands in in, in that sense. Um, so it is about um, and then obviously in terms of elimination as as far as possible. Um, you know the culprit always in waste is is packaging. Um, mm-hmm. So to see where we can can uh, can dispense products uh, without packaging, um, mm-hmm. especially water. Um, but it's it's always an an, an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. And luckily, you know, there the world I feel is on our side. The development of technology is on mm-hmm. our side um, yes. to 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 really make a, a constant difference um, in that sense. Yeah, that's true. That's playing that's playing uh, into our into our bet, right? Lots of things are developing, and materials are coming on the market that that will help us. Uh, biodegradable, um, yeah. you know, all, all those things um, that helps us a lot. Uh, one more question around your uh, the third leg of the pot, of course, the people. And we've talked about it already. You know, with my training, development, people background, I'm always curious to hear how others are doing it. So, um, what what is sometimes what we sometimes encounter, what's oftentimes being said, is that in some areas it's easier to find people who have the service mentality, a five star service mentality, uh, um, uh, than in others. So how do you how do you help people understand what what supreme service looks like and feels like uh, if you're hiring from areas where it's just not you know on every street corner that you have a five star hotel or a fancy lounge or something like that how do you do that so people might underestimate. Um, you know, when we do that, when we go into into a rural area, especially in the communal areas, and we, you know, we open up a, a lodge, we we build a lodge, and we open up lodge, never been there. That with what basics you must you must start, you know. And I and I say this with with deep love and respect, but you you sometimes need to start with this is a fork and this is a knife. So your your technical training in that sense starts from a from a from a very very basic place. We are very lucky again that Gondwana saw the need um, for for skills because we are so so um, culture centric that a very long time ago um, the founders saw that the best way to to ensure future Gondwanians is to create our own 
you know, we talk about this internal fountain. So we have uh, what we call the Gondwana Academy. So luckily in that sense, we've got a, we've got a thick layer of, of old legends in the company um, that knows exactly, you know, how we do things in our standards. And they are always involved um, on that front to, to do that. Mm-hmm. But again, it is, you know, so, so that is in terms of the technical part. But we, we focus a lot on the soft skills because we're not trying to be a Swiss hotel school in the middle of Africa. We're trying to be an authentic African offering in the middle of Africa. And, and, and of course, you know, there are some, some standards in terms of, of just general hospitality, mm. your housekeeping, that is, that is non-negotiable. Um, but that's, that social interaction to us is so important. And that is born from a person that is confident and safe in him and herself. So that is what I, what I would say on that front. Mm-hmm. So this is, these are the standards by, by which you, you hire as well, right? You have these standards in place that you're looking for the people that bring this with them and then the rest build on that foundation. The rest is is relatively easy to teach, right? 100%. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, with the right attitude, it is 70% of your battle won. Mm-hmm. If you have the right attitude, I can I can teach you how to fry an egg. Um, but... Um, but you need that, that again, that, that, that willingness and that internal drive mm. uh, to, to, you know, to be service-orientated. Mm. And, to, and to, I, I believe you know, the, the employment that we offer is not only employment. It is, a, it is, a, it is an opportunity to, to, to have a purpose-driven, you know, a bit of a, a soulful um, employment and, and, and a life. And that is, that is what we try to offer. Mm-hmm. I can also add in terms of, you know, we, so again, talk is cheap, um, but the, the benefits that we offer, um, so all our employees are shareholders in the company. Um, okay. Um, they, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a project that we initially did in 2017 when we became a public company. We gave everyone shares based on years in service. So I got the minimum. Um, uh, <laughs> at, back then, it was purely based on years and service. And now, going forward after COVID, we um, again our our shareholders approved where we give everyone in the company shares on an annual basis, subject to performance, always subject mm-hmm. to performance. Mm-hmm. Um, which way we we hope to you know if we get it right, it's in our hands. If we get this right, um, you know we we make our budgets. And someone works for Gondwana for 25, 30 years. That can create generational wealth, generational wealth. Um, mm-hmm. And that is something that's important to us. Yes, we have medical aid. Yes, we've got a pension. But we see those as, as social safety structures. Mm-hmm. While the shareholding can be, can be truly, um, you know, life-changing, generation-changing. Yeah. Uh, so that is something that we're also very proud of. So, and something that I, just an anecdote I can share with you. And this didn't come from management. It came from the people themselves. So um, after we did this, um, you know, we, we heard some of the teams, they changed the name of the, of the staff meetings and they, they're calling it now shareholders meeting. That's a mindset, right? Absolutely. It's a mindset. If I'm the shareholder and, you know, it ties in with a thought that I always like to have clarified, uh, that is how do you get the people to do all the things you want them to do vis-a-vis sustainability, right? Turn off the light, close the fridge, you know, 
re, you know, reuse, reduce, recycle, do all this. But of course, if 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 I'm the shareholder, right, then then I'm really in with my skin, right? It's your business. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, on, on all of those things that you said, you know, and and um, you know, the bigger the profit, the bigger the the dividend that they get. Yeah, yeah, because it's equal shares. It's not special shares. It's yeah. exactly the same as our other shares. And then another thing that I that I should have mentioned, um, you know, under the under the ecological, and I apologize that I'm j- jumping around. It's also very fundamental. It's actually how Granada was born. Is we have um, very very large um, pieces of land which we call Granada parks. Um, you know, in the in the canyon far south, it's 120,000 hectares, <clears throat> which we you know, which 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 we bought up over over many many years, we um, many years back, decades back, they were people tried to farm there. It's it was an ecological disaster. It was a financial disaster, um, and um, because it's, it's simply not sustainable. And then to to break down all fences, all infrastructure, and just um, to, we did rewilding in terms of reintroducing wildlife, and then to let it be. You know, we have park management down there, and we monitor and we manage. Um, but again, it's a it's a beautiful story, and it's fundamental to 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 what we do is to ensure that we we not only protect what we have, but we try to repair. You know, maybe we we as humanity has has not done it uh, a good job in in terms of, of of looking after that. So we've we've got quite a few um, Gondwana parks, and we work with the national government where we would break down fences with them, and then then you create these. Massive, massive landscapes um, for for wildlife to to flourish. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So you're repaying for the sins of our forefathers, mm-hmm. and you're also helping the present generation generate wealth and uh, and a good future, right? And a bright future. That's and, and again, in terms of our training, I'm talking a lot about the, the soft skills. But in terms of when we do t- technical training, a large part of that is environmental training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not it's not siloed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone is involved. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Looking at the future, last question, and then I'm going to let you run. What's what's up on the horizon? What are some of the initiatives maybe that you have on your plate that are coming your way that you're working towards? We are super excited and super grateful. It seems that, um, and I might be slightly biased, but um the undiscovered gem of Namibia is, is slowly but surely being discovered. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that really excites us um, in terms of the future of tourism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, again, something that needs to be managed, which mm-hmm. is very, very important, that we don't ultimately destroy w- what we are mm-hmm. selling. Um, that, is, that is very important. The one thing from a Gondwana perspective, um, there's quite a few things that we're quite excited about. Um, you know, we... Um, Again, in terms of sustainability, the world is 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 moving. You know, the world is demanding that from businesses, and I love that. You know, something again, maybe it's small at this stage. We've introduced the first hybrid um, in terms of car car rental in Namibia, right. mm-hmm. and we're working very closely um, with stakeholders to really drive that going forward. We've got big big plans in terms of complete sustainable tourism and and, and transport into the future because. Ultimately, we have a lot of solar power. Um, the another thing that we love is how, especially the the more high end market is 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 really um, you know growing strongly in Namibia. 
And what we as Gondwana, we have this um, this product that we offer as part of our what we call the secret collection, where we where we offer maybe um, you know to use European terms a five star offering, but we um, we kind of leave you alone. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 take you to the middle of the desert in a in a top quality. But we leave you alone. We're not going to try to provide you with butler service and things like that. That's not, that's not, we, you know, that's, we as Gondwana, that's not us. But we provide you with an unbelievable soulful experience in terms of being alone in nature. We, we provide that in urban as well, in, in, in Vintuk and in Swakopmund. We're launching that literally in, the, in a couple of days. Um, but it's about, it's about, um, you know, we want, we want to sell that togetherness, you know, whether it's with you and your partner or you and your family. Selling connection, um, and that's something that's that's been missing in the world. Um, mm. to, to ensure that you connect with each other and you connect with with nature as well, um, mm-hmm. because money can't buy that. Um, you know, that's that's that that's all full experience. So, but again, I can keep you busy for hours. We we very we very passionate and we very um, lucky uh, about what we have, and we've got massive dreams for the future. Namibia as a country, we have a, a few tailwinds. Um, you know, in terms of, of, of oil and gas and, and, and green hydrogen, you know, sustainable um, in industrialization, hopefully on the green hydrogen side. Um, and as Gondwana, we want to play our part. We, we don't see ourselves only as a tourism company. We want to we want to expand beyond tourism, you know, with our brand. But um, but baby steps. So but um, I think the future is bright and, and we're humbled and we're grateful. Well, baby steps, if they're in the right direction, then that's just the right speed to go at, huh? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's really been truly inspiring. I've learned a lot again, and I'm very, very thankful for you taking the time to sharing your experience with us. Lydia, it's been absolutely an honor. And um, I always say be careful of, of those who speak easy, like me. So I'm inviting you to come and have a look for yourself. Don't believe everything that I've said. Come and well, see for yourself. Let me go grab my bag, which is always ready to go. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> Can't wait to welcome you here. Thank you so much. Take good care of yourself and all the best in everything that you do. Brilliant. Thank you, Adele.